Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I hope you all are having a beautiful, lovely day. So I wanted to record an episode about what to do when you feel like the world is falling apart and you feel powerless and you feel helpless. And I wanted to create something that I hope will be of service to you all in bringing you back to your power. So let's start as always with a little bit of a grounding breath. So setting up nice and tall, closing off the eyes, breathing all the way in and release two more at your own pace. And when you're ready, you can come back to the present moment, just noticing how you feel, how your breath feels, how your body is feeling. So I was inspired to create this podcast because there is so much happening in the world right now, as there always is. This world is a highly traumatic place to live in, which is why my mission is to help heal the collective, heal the world and shift into creating a new earth, one that is not living through trauma and closed hearts and hatred and violence and awful, atrocious things, but to create a world where everyone feels safe to actually stay connected to their most authentic power. So as we know right now, there is a current genocide happening in Israel and Palestine. And this isn't anything new. And yet there are new things happening as we know. And so I want to talk to you just in full transparency about how I move through things like this, because I think it can be helpful as we know that these are things that can often disconnect us from our power and make us feel just completely hopeless and get sucked into a dark hole and rabbit hole and not know what to do or how to help or how to just play our part and our role in helping heal this world. So first, I just want to acknowledge that this is something that I have had to work on immensely because the old version of myself, when things would happen in the world that were just so unbearably atrocious and painful and truly surreal, like really having these moments of like, how is this even real? How is this the world we live in? How is this how humans treat other humans? How is this the state of the world, especially in 2023? And I used to get sucked into a dark, dark place. I would be consumed with media and horrific traumatic images. I would get into this very frenetic energy state where I was just constantly trying to fix it. I was, you know, calling representatives. I was um, going to protests. I would 
um, donate. I would constantly talk about on social media. I would just go into this survival mode place of, I need to do my part to fix it and end it now because it was just unbearably painful to accept that this is the world that we're living in. And it would leave me feeling really helpless. It would leave me feeling really depressed, really sad, really just in a dark place, like unable to show up with my gifts and my light. And it would just perpetuate this deep fear that I think all of us can relate to feeling when the world doesn't feel like a safe place. Now, what I have done to shift how I relate to these things is really focusing on the only thing that I can focus on, which is what is in my power. And so if you think about what's in our power, we have two different pathways. We have one, the energetics of what's in our power in terms of what energetic vibration can we deliver to the world to help heal the world. And two, we have logistics, action items. So I'm going to start with the energetics because I think that is, it's not that one is more important than the other, but I think the energetic piece is a piece that we often can forget about when we are in the survival mode place. So when we think about energetics, we think about every single human on this earth has what's called an energetic vibration. So that energetic vibration emits into the world, into your relationships, your conversations, and think about when you've met someone and before they've even said a word, you can feel their energy. You can feel if someone has just like some dark, heavy energy, you can feel if someone has this lightness to them, this weightedness, this lightness, you can just feel it without even words being exchanged. And that is an energetic vibration. I think in spiritual teachings, it's that you can sense and feel someone's energetic vibration from about seven feet from you. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I heard. And when we think about taking care of our energetic vibration, what does that actually look like? It is taking care of ourselves, which sounds so simple, but it actually can be the hardest thing that we have to do. And the more we do it, the less hard it feels because it just becomes our new norm. But in a society that is that is as addicted, traumatized, and sick and broken as a society we live in, this isn't role modeled for us. So we have to literally learn it and teach ourselves. So taking care of ourselves not only means getting sleep, putting nutritious things in our bodies, moving our bodies, meditating, it also means taking care of ourselves emotionally. So processing stored trauma, stored pain, rewiring the nervous system out of survival mode. And I want you to take a moment to imagine and visualize if every single human being on this earth took time to process their stored emotions and felt safe to do that because it doesn't feel safe for a lot of people to do that, right? They've been threatened because of their emotions, because of their authentic selves. People have been oppressed because of their authentic selves. And so I want you to imagine if everyone on this earth felt safe to do that and every single person released that pain in their heart, they tended to it. They, they were empathically witnessed with it. 
what kind of world would we live in? Because what's happening right now and what has always happened in our society and in our world with wars and genocides and horrific, atrocious hate crimes and things happening, it's the epitome of traumatized people perpetuating trauma. So the expression hurt people, hurt people, heals people, heal people, joyful people, spread joy to people, sad people, spread sadness to people. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite as simple as that, but the idea is that hurt people, hurt people. And so if you think about this really logically, you would think about the fact that for a group of people that have been so oppressed, for them to then do the same thing to the other, what they perceive as the other is actually really hypocritical, right? Because if they've been treated this way and they're heard about it as they should be and they're angry about it as they should be, to then go and do the same thing says a lot about where those people stand. It says a lot about how powerless they feel that they think the only option is to hurt others the way that they've been hurt. And this applies to everything. It applies to parents hurting their children because the parents have been hurt by their parents and by their parents and by their parents. It applies to wars. It applies to genocides. It applies to hate crimes. It applies to shootings. It applies to this larger scale of how our society functions. The fact that we prioritize money and funding into guns and wars and killing people rather than actually healing. The fact that we prioritize that, that wouldn't be a priority if people actually tended to their hearts. If people actually prioritize processing their own emotion, their own stored pain, their own trauma. Because when you are in a survival mode place and when you are in a traumatized place, and remember trauma disconnects us from our authentic selves, trauma disconnects us from having an open heart. Gabor Mate has this expression or the saying where he says, I'm going to kind of mess up the order of this, but it's something along the lines of addiction tries to fill what only an open heart can give. We turn to addiction when we have a closed heart. Addiction is an attachment disorder. It's a closed heart disorder. It's that people don't feel safe to just be themselves, to feel accepted. They've not had the proper attunement. And so when you are disconnected from yourself because you're traumatized, it puts your nervous system in survival mode. And your nervous system registers that trauma as a threat and makes you go into survival mode. And so when you're in survival mode, what happens? Your walls go up and you're in defense mode. You're in fight mode. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So when it comes to wars, genocides, hate crimes, it's in that fight mode of, I need to protect myself and fight. And these people who are hurting people are not actually connected to their hearts. They're not actually connected to their authentic selves. Now, none of that justifies the behavior, right? We can understand the root of something and also hold people accountable in their behavior. Just like on a smaller scale, I can understand 
why I have certain behaviors, but I can't blame it and just say, oh, well, it's my childhood trauma and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, I understand where it comes from. And I'm still responsible for my actions and for my behavior and for choosing how to relate to my trauma. And so what's happening here in this world is what has been happening since the beginning of time. We have leaders in place that have not processed their trauma, that are actively living and leading through hurt, pain, survival mode, defense, protectors, maladaptive ways of coping. And it is incredibly, incredibly harmful. And so when you become a leader in this life, in this world, which all of us are leaders, leaders in our own lives, leaders in how we relate to conversations with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, with our loved ones, we all have to become the leaders of our own lives. And that is a great responsibility, especially when you are become a leader on a larger scale. So oftentimes in these situations, we can look to our leaders and then we feel even more helpless and more hopeless because again, they are relating through that trauma. They actually are not leading from a peaceful, open heart. I mean, I'm sure there are some exceptions, but at least the ones that we are seeing. Celita, shh. Stella's barking. So the energetics of how can I take care of myself? Because when I get into a dark hole, that literally serves no one. And so it multiplies, right? I'm not serving anyone. I'm in a dark hole. And then that does, that allows other people, that allows this energy of darkness to spread to someone else. And then it spreads to someone else. And then we're all just in the dark, dark hole, just feeling so fucking helpless and scared. Whereas if I take care of myself, I limit the amount that I'm consuming what's happening. Because again, if it weren't for the internet and media and propaganda and social media, there would be, it's not natural for us as humans to know what's happening, you know, a million miles away in a different part of the world. We would just be in our own present moment. And so, yes, we need to know what's going on in the world a thousand percent, and we need to stay connected to the present moment. And so when I take care of myself by limiting how much I consume while still being aware by sitting with fear when it comes up, by sitting with grief and pain when it comes up, and then reconnecting to my purpose, to my mission, to my why, to what's in my power, which is to give support to people, to help people heal their, heal their trauma. I want you to identify what is your purpose, what is your gift, and it's okay if you're still exploring that, but if you are a musician, are you not performing anymore because you feel like it's insensitive to what's going on? Or are you performing even more because you know that this world needs the energy of music and love and peace and connection more now more than ever? If you're an artist, if you're a chef, if you're, you work in tech or sales, like I want you to remember and connect to your purpose. And even non-work related, how do you want to show up in the world? So this doesn't mean we bypass our feelings. It doesn't mean we pretend that, you know, everything's fine and dandy. It's that we understand we get to choose how to relate to it. 
We get to choose to sit with emotions as they come up. We get to choose to reach out for support when we're getting too deep into a hole. We get to choose to hold each other accountable and staying connected to our purpose and our vision and our why so that we can spread our gifts, our medicine, our wisdom to the world. Because the more you take care of you, the more that you can show up and serve this world. And if every single person did that, we would be in a very different state right now. Another part of energetic work that I think could be really helpful right now is using the power of energy, which everything is made up of energy, to visualize and feel in your body how you want this world to relate, how you want this world to feel, how you want this world to look like. Because manifestation is real. Everything that's happening right now, we have manifested. We all play a part in that. We all play a part in it. We have attracted this because there are there's such deep ancestral, generational, current day wounds and pain that needs to be brought out to the light. And so it is all of our responsibility to shift that. It's not a, it's no one's fault. It's everyone's responsibility. And when I say it's no one's fault, I'm not talking about the people doing the atrocious things. Yes, that is absolutely their fault. But in terms of where the world stands right now, we all play a part in that. Because the more disconnected we are from ourselves, the more we abandon ourselves, the more we perpetuate living through trauma. And so every moment that I chose to choose every moment that I chose my protector or my addictive behavior over sitting with the pain or the root underneath that, I perpetuated trauma. Every time I chose to abandon myself for an anxious attachment connection, I perpetuated trauma. Right. Every time that I chose to spend money in a way that was out of scarcity and anxious attachment and grasping and not actually grounded, I perpetuated my money wounds, which if you think big picture, if I fast forward in the future where my money wounds are fully healed and I have an abundance of money in this world, money gives you more capability and more power to make the changes that you wish to see. So every moment that you're choosing to avoid your money issues, you're perpetuating trauma. So you're choosing trauma or healing, protectors or open heart. You're always choosing. Now, a lot of this is unconscious, especially if you have not done this healing work with me yet. And so, you know, of course, we're going to give ourselves some grace and space and understanding and be gentle with ourselves. And we have to hold ourselves radically accountable that if we want to change this world, which I know I sure do. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, and if you clicked play today that you do too, we have to take responsibility for our healing and make it the most important thing that we can ever do. I have a lot of people that have this misconception that because I do this professionally, because I'm a therapist, because I'm a healer, because this is what I've done, my soul has done for lifetimes and lifetimes, that it makes sense why I would invest more into my healing or I would spend more time on my healing. 
but the difference is, is that it's not like, you know, oh, if I'm an architect, of course it makes sense. I spend more time studying buildings. Like this isn't this side one-off separated category. This is human. This is everyone needs to do this. No one is exempt from this healing work. It's not a luxury. It's literally the way of shifting this world. And we all have a responsibility to do that collectively. And so, yes, am I, do I study this for a living? Do I, um, do I get paid to help people heal? Do I, you know, is this my specific purpose and mission and yours might look differently? Absolutely. And that's okay. But the difference with this is that every single human has a nervous system. Every single human has shit that they project on other people that perpetuate trauma. And every single person who's human, who has a nervous system, who has wounding, has the responsibility of healing that and has the responsibility of what that does to the world when they choose to ignore it, run away from it, avoid it, distract from it, and not heal it. And your mind is going to come up with a million excuses. Well, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't care. All I care about is you meet yourself where you're at. So if you're broke as fuck, you don't have $1 in your bank, meditate for free for three minutes a day. YouTube for free, a, a, a chant, two minutes a day. We have so much available for us. We have so much available to us for free. We can't use money as an excuse anymore. We can't use time as an excuse. There are no excuses. If we want this shit to stop, it starts with us. It starts with us, each and every one of us taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, prioritizing ourselves, increasing our energetic vibration, allowing that healing to domino effect to everyone that you come into contact with, visualizing because you are so fucking powerful, visualizing what you want this world to look like. The amount of times that I visualize something happening and then it happens and I'm honing in more of those powers, like we are so fucking powerful, but the society has not taught us that. In fact, it has done a brilliant job of disconnecting us from our power. And you have to think about why that is, how that serves society as opposed to actually all of us being in our power. And in full transparency, there's always a little fear that comes up in talking about this, right? Because society doesn't want us to be connected to our power. And the people that speak up about this are usually the ones that are villainized, that are scrutinized, that have been killed, that, you know, but we have to do what's in our power. I can't control any of that. All I can control is what's in my power and what's in my power is to use my voice to remind you to come back into your power because the hours that you're spending scrolling on social media, watching these horrific things happen, and then you feel helpless and sad and just puts you in the survival mode and perpetuates fear and perpetuates trauma. It's not actually serving you or anyone. So let's talk about action items, inspired action, 
So when you get your energy in a grounded place after maybe moving through some fear, some anger, through some sadness, some disgust, I have been absolutely disgusted with what's happening. I have been disgusted since literally the day I was, my soul was born at how we relate to each other as humans. This isn't anything new. This is just more disgust added to the disgust. There's deep anger, there's deep sadness, there's deep pain. And when you allow yourself to just honor that and sit with that and acknowledge it and share that with people and allow yourself to be heard and seen and witnessed in that, and then you connect to your grounded energy, from that grounded energy, what feels like an aligned action. Maybe donating feels aligned for you. Maybe going to a protest feels aligned for you. Maybe calling your government officials, your senators, your representatives, that feels aligned for you. But whatever it is, I want it to come from a as much of a grounded place as possible. You know, when we feel disgust and anger like this, it can be a beautiful motivator to take action. But we want to make sure that our energy with that action is actually going to create its impact. If we go into an action with frenetic energy, it creates more of that frenetic outcome. If we go into the action with feeling as grounded and clear and calm and connected to our intuition as possible, that is the energy that that action is going to be carried out into the world with. And that's the outcome that you're going to create. So think about any action items that would feel grounded and authentic to you. So for me, I had been thinking about recording a podcast episode on this for a while, but there was some fear that came up around that. And I had to sit with, why does this feel heavy? Why does this feel scary? Yeah. I think for me, there, there was even fear around just speaking about the fact that I am Jewish and that, you know, I was raised, I mean, culturally, I was raised kind of half and half. My dad's side of the family was Catholic. My mom's side was Jewish, but I was raised Jewish. I had a bat mitzvah and there was fear of even just saying that out loud because of what's going on in the world. But I know that if I allow that fear to stop me from using my voice and actually speaking my truth and sharing what I believe to be helpful. That's actually just giving away my power to the people that are doing all this harmful thing, all the, all the harm, right? Like we can't outsource our power to that because then they win. And another thing I want to speak to is that it, you don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be Muslim. You don't have to be Arab. You don't have to be Palestinian. You don't have to be any one of these backgrounds or cultures to just be human, right? Be human and give a shit and do what's in your power. Because we can use that as an excuse on either end, right? We can use like, oh, well, I'm Jewish. So I have every right to be angry about that. It's like, sure. Yes validate your feelings, but we don't need to attach on to suffering to create more suffering. We have to honor the pain. We have to acknowledge the pain. 
but then we have to just connect to we are all human and what what is happening right now in this moment in this world is that Gavramante really really summarized this beautifully he said that in order to come together and you know what what I'm visualizing every day which would be having a ceasefire putting an end to all of this and actually creating a lot of change he said we have to really take time to understand what we view as the other because for as long as we are villainizing the other it perpetuates division it perpetuates sides right like and he talks so beautifully about like there are no sides but yes we do have to hold the country which in this case is Israel that has more power we have to hold them accountable absolutely but at the end of the day the fact that there's even a discussion about sides or about, you know, well, this person has a right. No, no, no. Like none of it is justifiable on either side. There are no sides. There's humans hurting other humans. And yes, of course we have to look at, well, if one government and country has way more power than the other, then yes, they should be the one responsible, just like a parent and a child parent and child are both humans, but the parent has the responsibility to take care of the child. Absolutely. So I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that we have to look at when we continue to stay divided, what's actually happening here is a rejection of self. When you hate or judge someone else, you are rejecting parts of your own self because we are all mirrors for each other. So when you are siding with one team, when you are siding with one group and you are not understanding the other or understanding that we are literally all one, we are all human. We all come from the same God, the same universe, the same source. We all are just human. It's just perpetuating this narrative of I am rejecting these people which in reality actually means that you're rejecting yourself. And it goes back to what I said at the beginning of hurt people, hurting people, traumatized people, perpetuating trauma and traumatizing other people. This is what I talk about every single day. Like when you have children, it is your responsibility to heal your trauma and process your shit. So you don't perpetuate that cycle onto your child's generation. It's what I talk about of me being the cycle breaker of my family. And if you're listening to this, you're probably the, the cycle breaker of your family. It's you stopping the cycle of trauma so that you don't put that on to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. It's the same exact thing at a larger scale. A group of traumatized people being traumatized and then feeling like their only option is to then traumatize other people, which then makes those people feel like their only option is to traumatize people, which then makes them feel like their only option is to traumatize people. And we see that it just continues on and on and on and on and on with no actual solution. And so the fact that there's even wars, genocides, military, like sometimes, sometimes I feel 
sometimes I question like, well, am I just naive because, you know, this is the way the world has always worked. Like there's always been armies and militaries and wars and genocides. And it's been a, you know, am I naive to think that we could live in a world that doesn't even that where an army doesn't even exist, where we don't even need to protect ourselves? And I was talking about this with my mentor because she was saying, well, in, in this state of the world, like we need, we need ways of protecting ourselves. And it's like, absolutely. And also, could we believe that we could live in a world where that wouldn't even be necessary? We're literally having an army and perpetuating this trauma of sending people out to war and then veterans come back and they have extreme PTSD and then they have addiction problems and they have unprocessed trauma and then those families are affected and then it's spreading trauma to those families and those kids and I mean my grandpa was in the the Vietnam War and I can see to this day how that has shaped him right and like how his response to this war is like oh if only you know your brother could go out and fight and it's like it's just so normalized right it, these things that are, that are so not normal are so normalized like it's like it's as if people forget it's not a video game it's it's like real life right and so i'd like to think that i'm not naive in believing that there can be a world where none of this even exists guns don't need to exist Wars don't need to happen. There should not be any problem too big for two adults or two states, two countries, two continents to be able to sit down as adults and problem solve things that come up. There should be no problem that is too big for that to happen. Where problems can't be solved through words through money energy exchanges money is a tool right so that's what we have it for let's use that as a tool instead of killing each other let's okay you want to buy this piece of land okay we're gonna buy or, or we're gonna it's like it, it's like it seems too logical right like you want to buy I buy a house right I pay money for that house I don't kill the people living in the house there are other alternatives and money is just one example, but the fact that we live in a world where our leaders can't just sit down and have a conversation like two adults and they think that the only option is killing, it, it, it truly boggles my mind. It truly doesn't even feel real sometimes. I'm like, how is that the solution? It's not. And so I, I like to pour all of my energy into visualizing and believing that we can create a new world. I truly believe that we can do that. I truly believe that, you know, when people say thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, it's like the thoughts and prayers are not enough, but there is also power in visualizing and praying for what we want to happen. But then you also have to take the action of healing yourself and taking care of yourself and taking responsibility of you, which is the only thing that you have power over. And so for me, my inspired action is to educate myself 
without spending too much time and energy getting sucked into it. It's recording this podcast episode. It's probably going to be some Instagram stories talking about it. It's going to be supporting my clients. It's going to be continuing to show up every single day to share my offers and my containers with the world because I believe and I know in my entire being that this work changes lives. And I think especially for entrepreneurs, there's this fear of like, oh, well, how can I just keep showing up and selling when there's friggin' atrocious things happening? But think about it. There's atrocious things happening every day. If none of us showed up, those atrocious things would just keep happening and we would never shift. We would never change. We would never heal. And so my inspired action is every day I need to connect to my why, connect to sharing this work with the world so that we can truly get the world out of survival mode because it does not need to be in survival mode. The only reason it needs to be in survival mode at times like this is because of trauma, unhealed trauma. If everyone did the work of processing their trauma, healing their heart, healing their body, processing the stored pain out of their body, and actually connecting to their authentic self, to their personal power, and we empowered people, and every single human did that, there would be no wars. There would be no genocides. There would be no killing. There would be no hate. There would be no violence. There would be no atrocious things happening. There would be no disgusting things happening. It would just be everyone in their power choosing to relate from their power. Now that's not going to look perfectly and it's certainly not going to happen overnight, but it starts with each and every one of us. And so I want you to take some time to really notice where are you leaking your precious, valuable time and energy that other people wish they had right now because they are actually in survival mode. And if you want to help those people in survival mode, the best thing you can do is get yourself out of survival mode when you don't need to be. Because there are times in life where you do need to be in survival mode, like the people in survival mode right now fighting for their lives. But if you do not need to be in survival mode, I invite you to do everything in your power to notice when you get into survival mode by witnessing secondary trauma or witnessing trauma and then feeling like you are experiencing secondary trauma realize that you are not actually experiencing that trauma, get out of survival mode, reconnect to the present moment, reconnect to your power and show the fuck up. That is what you can do. Use your voice, use your gifts, use your light, use your authentic personal power. Visualize what you want this world to look like. Be so intentional with how much you consume and how that changes your energy and how it makes your emotional well-being and your mental health feel and take responsibility for that. And then choose, how do I want to relate to this? What's actually going to serve me and the rest of the world right now? And that is what I want you to connect home to each and every day. It doesn't mean we pretend that everything's fine and dandy. Nope. That would be very unhuman of us. We acknowledge what's happening. We don't ever forget what's happening. We don't ever become numb to what's happening. We use it to fuel us to step further into our power, 
to fuel us to step further into our alignment, into our purpose, connect to our why, and relate and act from that place. And there's nothing more powerful and helpful than you can do than that, in my opinion. So I'd love to just take a breath to just honor that this is a really painful and heavy and scary topic to talk about. And I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone and talk about this because that was my inspired action. And I'd love to invite you to look at where are you not showing up fully where you could be that could be of service to the world right now. Where can you contribute to the peace and the love side? Because if there are any sides here, it's just, do we want peace or do we not want peace? Do we want to love each other as humans or do we want to continue this division as humans? And I know which side I stand on. I want this world to change so desperately because I have now in my own healing experienced what life can feel like out of survival mode. And I want each and every one of us to experience that. And I want the universe to feel confident that it doesn't need to give us the same lesson in 2024 as it has in 2023 and every single past year since, since the beginning of time. The universe will always give us the same lessons until we learn it, both on a micro level, meso level, and a macro level. And what we're seeing at a macro level is that we have lessons to learn. We have lessons to learn about how we want to treat each other, which again is a mirror of how are we treating ourselves. It all starts with us. The external is always a reflection of the internal. And we have the power to shift it. I truly believe that with my entire heart. And what I want to remind you of is if you are as disgusted and as pained by what's happening in the world as I am, I want you to not use all of that as a waste. It would all have happened for absolutely nothing if no change comes out of this. But if those lives being sacrificed are happening anyway, and, and then God is saying, oh, okay, we're going to sacrifice these lives so that these humans can learn from this and change from this. And then it doesn't have to be a complete waste where it doesn't have to happen again and again and again and again. It's like how many times, how many times it's the same thing need to happen over and over and over and over again for us to learn the lesson. And the lesson is that we get to choose how we relate as human beings, that we get to choose how to relate to ourselves which then carries over into how we relate to others. So just like any suffering or pain that we've experienced in each of our individual lives, we get to choose, am I going to allow this pain to just, or the suffering to just be a waste? Or am I going to use this and alchemize it and turn it into something powerful and transformative? Can this be the last time that something like this ever happens because it never should have happened in the first place? And can we learn, like deeply learn the lessons that this is meant to bring us? 
Because if we look at everything is happening for us, the universe always gives us what we need. We have to then look at, okay, what are we meant to learn here? And Lord knows there is a lot of learning that is left if stuff like this is still happening years and years and years and years and years later. Because it shows us that all the progress that we feel like we've made in history, it's just showing up in a new form in modern forms, right? It's like, oh, we feel like we have left slavery in the past, but there's current modern day slavery happening right now. And so it's going to keep showing up in different forms until we actually tend to the root of that, which is humans relating to each other as humans and healing generational, ancestral, present-day trauma and helping people come back to their hearts, connect home to their hearts. And remember that we are all so much more powerful than we know. So with that being said, I'm sending each of you all of the love. I know this has been an incredibly dark and heavy time. And I saw this quote on Instagram that talked about how we need to stop talking about darkness as a bad thing and embrace the darkness. Learn from the darkness. Know that when darkness comes, that means that there's opportunity for light to come after, for the breakthrough to come after. And so again, let's not waste and repeat cycles of this darkness. Let's truly use this darkness to transform to create a new world. And that starts with each and every one of us. We cannot control anyone but ourselves. So I invite you to look at how you are taking care of you today and how can you spread that energetic vibration that you want to carry and live throughout the world to everyone you come into contact with. And that involves tending to your heart. And just like I talk about all the time, we can feel the pain. We can allow pain to move through us without attaching onto it, without getting stuck into victimhood and without allowing it to numb us. And so if you need support with that, that is what I'm here for, to teach you how to feel your emotions and feel what needs to be healed without attaching on, without getting stuffed in, without those emotions completely consuming you. So if you are looking for support, I have three ways to do this healing work right now. The first is my group, Come Home to Yourself. It is for anxiously attached women who want to rewire their nervous systems and step into their personal power. My co-leader, Anna, and I have our group, Real Men Heal. This is our signature three-month men's group healing program. We talk a lot about in our modules how men have been conditioned to repress their emotions because they have not had the safety nor the space to express their emotions. We posted something on TikTok today and the whole response was all these men saying, you know, I, if I came out as gay, I would be beaten. If I expressed emotions, I would be beaten. I would, you know, like it literally physically was not safe for them to express their authentic emotions. That is what men have had to deal with. And so this group is helping you process that and unlearn all of that and help you step in your personal power so you are no longer a victim to other people's projections of their shame, their trauma, their lack of connection with their own emotions. 
And then last but not least, my membership, Beyond Your Wildest Dreams, that is open for enrollment at any time. You can join us. We have a Facebook group. We have monthly master classes. We have Q&As. We have meditations. We have journal prompts. It is really designed to bring together a community of like-minded souls who want to prioritize their healing, their expanding, creating life beyond their wildest dreams and allowing magic to happen. And then I also believe that I will have a one-on-one -on -one spot opening soon. So you can also reach out to me about that. I love you all so much. I'm sending you a big hug. Stay connected to your power. Envision what you want to see in the world. Remember you are fucking magical, powerful, and God is literally within you. You have God-like abilities and powers to change this world. And so let's fucking go. Love you all so much. See you on the next episode.